Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. Sports and Recreation Podcast in the World. Cheap Heat on ESPN. The Cheap Heat Podcast. That guy Greg is in the building again. Yeah. This streak is rolling right now. Yo, it's the shoot era, baby. We got to set it up right. This is super duper. Welcome to the shoot era, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. I see. Uh-huh. I, I, I see. Uh-huh. This is, this is fantastic. Um, also, before we even get started, if you guys have missed it, the latest episode of the MMA Reporters Podcast is out from my guy, Ariel Helwani. This week, he sits down with some of the top names in, in uh, MMA. Um, they break down a wild UFC 239 and take a look at it. Everything else coming up in the action-packed MMA world. Find the show wherever you get your podcasts. My man, Ariel Helwani's MMA Reporters Podcast. Ariel's doing great, great work. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, a lot to get to from the week. Some interesting things to tell you about. And SUG, how are you? <laughs> Understatement. Um, I'm a little under the weather. Yeah, which, what's going on here? I'm, I'm, I, don't I don't know. Like I do not know. Like, I was fine on uh, on Wednesday. And then I woke up yesterday and I felt like... Garbage, sore throat, uh, extra Ew, congested. Yeah, very repug. Very Ew. Ew, you're a pug. <laughs> very repug. Um, weak, tired. Today, today I'm feeling a lot better, but yesterday was just a waste of a day. I'm sorry to hear this, SGG. And I'm glad that you... Uh, and let me just say this, because I mean it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Um, sounds like you and Alexa Bliss. Both. Stories are out that she has not been feeling good and was not at Raw. No, she was not. No Alexa Bliss at Raw. I guess we'll see what happens on Sunday for Extreme Rules. 
This is our Extreme Rules Go Home. By the way, uh, I did the Wade Keller SmackDown podcast this week. I didn't get to listen to it, but I saw that. Yes, it was nice. It was nice. I mean, listen, they, Wade talks some wrestling, boy. His SmackDown recap show, which is immediately after SmackDown, is was over two hours long. Well, he's a he's like he's a historian. Like he's about that life. Like he, he this is what he does. He goes deep. And I stayed. I did about an hour and change, and I was like, I this is really good, but I got to wake up the next day. I mean, because it's live after SmackDown. But shout out to Wade Keller and the PW Torch. If you want to go check that out, uh, it was a good time. Um, so SUG, there is a lot to get to. Um, there is, th- there are three pretty major WWE and AEW and Evolve events to talk about. Yeah, New Japan too. They have the G1 oh, climax yeah, for- going this I weekend. Too. It's a big weekend. Where? What's that on? Is that on regular TV? Um, I don't know if it's going to be on Access TV or if you're going to have to have New Japan World to watch it. I've decided that I'm not even going to focus on that. I'm going to do it's too gonna, much. Yeah, I'm going to worry about AEW and WWE and then, I uh, see. Uh-huh. and evolve, and that's it. Um, and also later on the show, before we get out of here, we will talk to Gabe Sapolsky, of course, the honcho, head honcho at Evolve about the show <laughs> this weekend. Um, but SGG, first and foremost, you know when we started the shoot era. Um, Welcome to the shoot, Arrow baby. I was worried. You know, about offending WWE. Uh, I was too. And now I'm going to keep it too real and they're going to get mad at me. They're not going to ever work with me again. I'm going to ruin the relationship that I have with so many people. And I have to say about WWE, I mean, we've been podcasting together. I've been on Cheap Heat for four years. You've been doing it before that. Um, They've never really had an issue with anything that we've said here. No, not that I know of. Um, I don't think, I certainly don't think me not being on TV right now has anything to do with that. It's just, uh, yeah, they've never had an issue. We know they listen. I mean, I know that it certainly seems that way. And yet, Somehow, um, you already managed to offend AEW. I did. I did. Which came as some surprise. Yes. Um, so do you want to uh, read the letter that we received? I will, and I will say this, too. I mean, you know, it is the shoot era. So I, I guess I can sort of appreciate that. You know, we sent shots, and then some shots came back. Yeah, they can't, shot right back. Yeah, can't even be, can't even be mad about that. <clears throat> but the letter reads as follows. Hi, Peter. I represent Shahid and Tony Khan and the Khan family in the communication space. It was brought to my attention that on a recent Cheap Heat podcast, you noted that the Khan... And they have a lawyer who represents them just in the communication space. Yeah, and this, this guy was on it. Oh, uh, okay. It was brought to my attention that on a recent Cheap Heat podcast, you noted that the Khans had done business with the Saudi government and or did a property transaction with said interests. Nope, Greg did. Keep going. Right. That was all me. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I told him that. Don't worry. I just noticed. I just listened to it. Specifically, you say. No, nope, nope. again. That, again was me. that is incorrect. The cons do business with the Saudis. They bought hotels from them. I think they've sent them $250 million in 2016 for another real estate purchase. And, and ellipses. Uh, some of you might notice as dot, dot, dot. Uh, for the record, Mr. Khan purchased the Four Seasons Hotel Toronto several years ago. From a non-governmental Saudi interest. Um, the year and the interest is not specified. That has been the extent of the family's business from that region. No hotels, plural, and certainly no real estate purchased. It would be appreciated if you correct this on your next podcast, please. As speculation and untruths have resulted in social media since that comment. Did you see any tweets about the comment? I did not see any tweets about the comment. That's interesting. That I made. So basically, so so where did you get your information? Your faulty 
information. My faulty information came from so when WWE did the Saudi show this past one, the Super Showdown that they called it. Um, it was it was uh, a WrestleMania equivalent podcast. Yes, I mean, uh, WrestleMania equivalent Super Showdown live from Jeddah. Um, I saw an article floating around that mentioned the cons and they, you know, a business deal that they did. And it turns out that it was this hotel that he mentioned, this one purchase. But, you know, me digging around and looking at different articles just to make sure, you know, I verified the sources. I got mixed up. I thought it was multiple dealings and it was just the one hotel. So so when it came around months later, what was in my head wasn't correct. Yeah, it got muddled up a little bit. So I spoke on it as I understood it at the time. Um, so, so they all, so essentially Tony Khan only purchased, or the Khan, the Khan's only purchased the Four Seasons Hotel in Toronto. Yes, from a non-governmental Saudi interest. They don't say who it is, they don't say when it was purchased. And, I mean, I will say this though. On the surface, that it doesn't, that doesn't really, um, my point is, it, it was worthwhile for them to send the letter in the sense that simply buying a property is not that's, that's certainly not doing business with or like that's not an ongoing business relationship. Yeah, it's not an ongoing business relationship, and it's also like it doesn't it doesn't indicate anything in particular. Um, it doesn't indicate anything in particular that they bought a Four Seasons in Toronto. Like it sounds like that's a more just a, a money making opportunity, right? That, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the seller of the property, so or, or them as buyers, really. or, or them as buyers. So. Thanks for nearly ruining our relationship with AEW. Um, hey, I'll do what I can. Although so far there is no relationship with AEW, so there wasn't. This is the only. Rela- <laughs> Actually, you know what? Thanks for forging a relationship yeah, with now, AEW. Listen, now they know how to reach you. The lines of communication are open. Um, I'm still not sure if they know I exist. They blamed you for what I said. I don't so. even understand it. You, hey, you could listen for a little while. I'm not here that there were two voices clearly. And listen, hey, I mean that's good for me, right? That means I can say whatever I want. Apparently so. <laughs> it'll still come, come to me. It'll either come way. down on you. Um, no, but. Uh, and I, I was hoping to get, uh, Cody on the show this week. Um, it didn't happen. I've been told that we will have him before All Out. Um, but you know, I would like, we've been talking a lot about AEW. So I certainly would like to have Cody on the show. Um, that being said, we will talk AEW today as well as Evolve and WWE. SUG outside the ring this week. What else besides, besides our, our, our legal battle with AEW? <laughs> yeah. So. Roman Reigns won the ESPY last night. Two nights ago. Two nights ago um, over Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey. I can't say that's a huge surprise. Um, I can't either. What is surprising is the, how many people were upset that he won over Kofi, which I mean. Guys, on. have you ever watched the ESPYs? The whole ESPY show basically is about the V Foundation and cancer. Yeah. So, But not only that, too. Like, If you didn't know that that was going to happen – Congratulations, you played yourself. He beat cancer. Kofi got scripted to win a title. I, that's, it's a major moment, but come on. I know, that's Even a, I have to be like, come on. Yeah. I, I mean, voted for Roman. I, I mean, come on. No, that's a, that's a very good point, SGG. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's a big deal that Kofi won the title, but winning a scripted match is not the same as being booked to go over on cancer twice. No, no. And we don't know if he was booked for it. You know, it was a shoot. Yeah. That was, a, that was a real life shoot. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. So, congratulations, Roman Reigns. He also presented an award too. Oh, which one did he present? Um, he presented. Oh, he uh, the best coach to Jim Calhoun. Uh. Again, cancer related. Um, you know they do a great job at ESPN with the uh, with the SVs and the V Foundation. I find the award show itself 
to be – I said this on the air yesterday, so, you know, I'm critical about everywhere that I work. <laughs> right. Um, I think the show has gotten so emotional. It's so based on the V Foundation and not even just the V Foundation. It's just so based on stories of uh, people overcoming obstacles and illness and sometimes not overcoming. and It's just a lot. It's a really heavy watch in my opinion. Like it's a weird – you have Tracy Morgan hosting, which by the way, athletes don't get jokes. You know, I'm not saying all athletes don't get jokes, but a room full of athletes don't get jokes. It does not play. Like, and I knew Tracy of all people who's intentionally and unintentionally awkward is not going to fly in a room that of people that I think, I think, I think a lot of athletes, not all are so buried in sports that they don't really know everything people are talking about. Do you think him overcoming, um, his injuries too led to him being hosted? Do you think that factored into it at all? No, I don't. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that factored in, honestly. And he talked about it. I don't think people even understood the references he was using about his accident. But I just think I've watched John Cena struggle in that room. I've watched many a good host struggle in that room. But anyways, I just think that you can do all the V Foundation stuff and still make a little bit more room for just fun and sports. Um, it's just a lot. And and then the – but I will say the, the Bill Russell Courage Award, uh, he won the Arthur Ashe Award. That was an awesome moment. Yeah. Um, Bill Russell is the most important athlete alive, in my opinion. And getting to see that moment really choked me up because, like, he doesn't, he didn't speak. He just, like, waved. He just stood up and waved. And, um, Bill's gotten pretty old the last couple of years. Um, it happened fast, too, because you, like, he used to seem just, like, always vibrant. on it. Yeah, so vibrant. And for me, I love Bill Russell. Um, for what he stood for as a Celtics fan, the the connection of Red Auerbach and Bill Russell, like I just love the story and the fact that it happened in Boston, where he had to deal with so much racism, yeah, is makes it that much. It's almost an underrated story for <coughs> like as much as people know Bill Russell is great. There are still people listening right now who are like, I don't really know Bill Russell's story. Like I I do feel that way. Um, you might be right too, just because like especially this era, you know. People, the, the shoot era? Not the shoot era, but, you okay. know, for, of basketball fans, like, post-Jordan, I feel like Jordan is the one who gets, like, deified. Which is interesting, because Jordan, of course, the, the greatest player who ever lived, stood for nothing. Yeah. And Bill Russell stood for everything and was our, the greatest winner of all time. Um, he averaged 22 and a half rebounds for his career. 11 rings, too, right? Is it 11 or 8? You want 11? I think it's, it's I think it's eleven. No, you know what? It's probably eleven because I'm sorry. We have seventeen overall. He won eight straight eleven overall. I apologize. Check that out. But I'm guessing it's yeah, eight gonna, straight eleven overall. I'm gonna stat that up real quick. Yeah, stat that up because in, in and, a rare. And by the way, the the end ones were as player coach. So first black professional coach of all time. Because you know what? The last thing I need is to get a letter from Bill Russell about yo, dude. Next week. Uh, Greg, we saw you gave Mr. Russell, uh, extra championships. Yeah, I don't know if you get a letter for that, but still, let's try to get it right. Um, I'll take a letter from Bill Russell. That would be actually pretty amazing. After you frame that right away. <laughs> yeah, of course. You're gonna be like, Peter, we heard you. I'm like, no, I said it! I just, I just Send ordered. Another one. No, 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 it's mine. It's to Peter. I, um, I actually just ordered off eBay to frame the Sports Illustrated cover from 1984 with Bird and Russell on the cover together. Oh. 
It's so dope with them smiling with each other, like so naturally. You can tell they're in mid conversation, and Russell's holding up two fingers, and then it says "repeat after me" because it's like Russell teaching Larry to repeat because yeah. they had just won the championship. They didn't repeat, um, <laughs> but I still love the cover. I think I think it was eighty one, eighty four, and eighty six that the Celtics won. So what did you see there? Eleven NBA championships, yeah. uh, nineteen fifty seven, and then nineteen fifty nine to nineteen sixty six. 1968, 1969. Yep. The eight in a row, one on the front end, two on the back end as player coach. Crazy. Um, so anyways, check that out if you haven't seen that tribute. So yes, okay. SBs, keep, continue on, SGG. Um, WWE is partnering with Quibi. Okay. To produce a show, um, executive produced by Stephanie McMahon. It's called Fight Like a Girl. And the premise of the show is, you know, Stephanie McMahon pairing a WWE superstar with a young woman struggling with a personal issue that has been holding her back and um I guess helping her helping her get through her issues. Hold on. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. This is the problem with them doing the shows in Saudi Arabia. This this is exactly what the problem is. You focus so much, Steph in particular, on these really great causes and everything is about being positive. How do you turn a blind eye to what happens in Saudi Arabia? That's tough. Yeah. That's a fine line. And I mean, like you said, I, I don't think they're walking it well because every time they build into one of these shows, fans express uh, their displeasure. So I just, you know, it'd be so cool. I, honestly, it, it's short-sighted. It's short-sighted. It's the way I feel about the Redskins changing their name. No, you don't have to. You can survive without it. But what you think is going to be a loss in the long run is going to be a win. This money loss, if they announced they pulled out of their deal, the positive PR would be a win. Yeah. You won't see it immediately like the check that gets cleared from the crown prince. But if you pull out now after doing what, two events? Three. Three already? Greatest Royal Rumble, Crown Jewel. Super Showdown. Super Showdown. Wow. They were all so memorable. Just kidding. That's the second part. The shows suck. Yeah, I'm trying to think. They're like, not good. They're not as good. Extreme Rules will be better this weekend. The like, most memorable thing about those shows are like Titus O'Neil. The terrible things that happen at them. Yeah, Titus O'Neil, um, Shawn Michaels knocking Kane's wig off. You know, everybody showing up bald in the DX <laughs> brother destruction match, and then Undertaker having a terrible match with Goldberg. It's so true. You, the, the work is so much better on real pay-per-views. It's almost like people aren't even motivated for them like the real pay-per-views. Because they're not. They're glorified house shows. No, but they're equivalent to WrestleMania, though. <laughs> yeah. Equivalent to a WrestleMania house show. I mean, it's like... Yeah. It's... it's They're equivalent to me playing WrestleMania on WWE 2K. That's what Yeah, it's, it's, it's... And again, guys, I hope someone hears it. It's short-sighted. If you pull the plug on it, you will not make the money up within a year or even two years. But that story, as it turns over time, would end up really winning them a lot of favor with people. And it might open up doors that they don't see right now. Right. Too. That's the thing, too. You may not see the good that can come. Anyways, that's just my two cents. Love the idea for Stephanie's show. Sounds really positive. Yeah. Love that they do those things. But after a conversation I had with Wade Keller on his podcast this week about the Saudi shows, it just reminded me that things like that specifically are what make the, the Saudi shows hard to deal with. What else you got, SGG? Alberto Del Rio is scheduled to fight Tito Ortiz later this year. 
um, in the promotion Combate Americas. Uh, they're going to be fighting at the 210 pound catch weight, and it's it's being billed as his return to MMA. Although I, I do think he's going to have a problem with Tito Ortiz, but. and that's a bad. If, and if that's true, it's a bad sign because Tito ain't no spring chicken. Yeah, no, it's true. They're they're going to do it. It's it's official. It's already been started. They, they Tito's what? Tito's what? Forty five. Um, I'm not sure how old Tito is, but Alberto's old too, though. It's a good point. Alberto is 42. Yeah. So, well, what are, what are these guys doing? What the hell is going on with these MMA fights? It's not going to work. This is not the move. I'm not saying any of these guys aren't all tough and couldn't fight someone. I'm not saying that. But I just don't see enough upside. How much is he possibly getting from Combate Americanas? I don't know. I don't know. Tito Ortiz is 44. Um, but yeah, Tito, I feel like Tito Ortiz has, just has too much experience too. Like, I why? think El Patron is, is, is on the Patron. <laughs> Some of these decisions are not the move. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow yeah, Baby. He just, he just go oh, back. I'm sorry. Go back to a promotion and then um, see who will have him and what they'll pay him and just ride it out. I mean, listen, I can't imagine he looks worse. I've I've never watched him fight. I know he's had a few fights. I've never seen any. I saw the one against Crow Cop where he got, like, his face kicked off. So was he worse than CM Punk? No. no couldn't be. No, no. He's better than CM Punk. But at the same time, Tito Ortiz is, like, a champion at the highest level. Or was. Was. I mean, but still. He's old, but he's a legend. So that's tough. All right, what else, SGG? That was all I had from outside the ring. All right, well, good, because there's a lot to get to uh, inside the ring. Should we do WWE? Well, real quick, I don't think we need to go match by match with Evolve and make predictions or anything like that. No. What are you most excited to see on the Evolve card? I'm most excited to see um, Adam Cole and who's he facing, Tazawa? Yeah. Now, Tazawa, I'm not going to lie. I only know him from WWE, so I don't know him to be – you know, this mind-blowing, spectacular wrestler. But Adam Cole, like, I, I love Adam Cole, everything that he does. So I'm excited to see him defend that NXT championship. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to throw it on at the main event. I thought it was. Well, wouldn't you want your Evolve championship match to go on the main event? I would actually you know what I would think so. And who's in the Evolve championship match? Well, it's um, it's a winner-take-all match for the Evolve championship and the WWN championship. J.D. Drake, the... Uh, WWN champion and Austin Theory, the Evolve champion, and um, Austin Theory. I've never seen him live. I've only heard great things about him. I'm excited to see it on the WWE Network. So that's Saturday night, uh, what, 7 o'clock? I think 8. 8 o'clock. Um, what is the – can we break down the AEW card real quick, the fight for the Fallen card? Yeah. Let me pull that I up. know there's the big tag, right? I know you have the Rhodes brothers against the Bucks. Yeah. What what bothers me still about that tag match is that oh, ain't no storyline. Here, here comes the AEW hater. S to the G to the G. Nah, wow, man, we I, didn't even know. People thought you were a hater before you offended the entire company. <laughs> yeah, no. I got to double down now. I got to ride this gimmick out. But no, I, I was wondering, where's the storyline? Like, he gave us a story for why he had to battle Dustin. And then they fought, and then, like, immediately after the match... I need a brother! But, yeah, I, like, but I did like that part. Okay. It was well done, but it was... Yeah, I see what you're saying. But come on, can we, can we just... You wanted to kill him five line. minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what is the card, though? Brandy Rose versus Ali, singles K- match. Okay. Kenny Omega versus Shima. Uh, okay. Singles match. The big tag match, Cody and Dustin versus the Young Bucks, which I gotta say, 
I'm looking forward to this match. I want the story, but I don't. I don't think it's gonna. No, no, you're still gonna either. enjoy the match. Of yeah. course. Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. Okay. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela versus MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. That's probably what I'm looking forward to the most. Honestly, yeah. I want to see more Darby. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Be it serious? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm becoming. I'm very into Darby now. I'm into Darby too, but I couldn't tell if there was sarcasm. No, no, no. I really. Well, I like MJF too. Jewish. Um, I'm, I, I think Joey Janelle is a very fascinating guy. Well, you know what? You just reminded me of some outside the ring. The Enzo fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna call it a fight. I want to call it call it a confrontation. Call it an altercation. Not a fight, though. Yeah, you're right. Well, but although uh, Janela claims that Enzo cut off the video. And, and good on Enzo for doing that. Like, honestly, because there's, I, I can't imagine that there's anything in the next 30 seconds of that video that makes Janela look. Bada boom! Realest guy in the room, Enzo Amore, and I'm a certified gene of bona fide son, you can't teach that. And Rosenberg is a schmuck, and you can't teach that either. You <laughs> Welcome to the shoot. <laughs> I didn't even know that's what he said. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. I have a whole bunch of these. I've never used them. I mean, I played a few of them on the air on Hot, but we never played them here alone. Let's see what else Enzo said. Bada boom, realest champ in a room. Rosenberg, you dirty dog, you. You dirty dog. Throw him in a bun. Just throw him in a bun. I'm having fun up here. I hope you are too, people. Tune in, listen in, have fun, and do what you do best. And that's listen and don't talk. He's, uh, I'll tell you what about Enzo, man. Say what you will. You just hand him a mic and good stuff happens. My name is Enzo Amore and I am a certified G and a bona fide stud and you can't teach that. Bada boom, realest guy in the room. How you doing? Right now you are listening to Real Late with Rosenberg and there's no place in the world <laughs> that my ears would rather be than right where I am right now. Listening to the holy matrimony of a Rosenberg on the radio. Oh, uh, so yeah, they ran into each other at a Blink One Eighty Two concert. Well, and, and it, Little Wayne exactly. Which I don't know if you heard Little Wayne dropped out. Oh no! So it just turned into a Blink One Eighty Two concert. It was it was Blink One Eighty Two and Little Wayne uh, in Vegas, but Little Wayne since has dropped out because he, I guess he said that you know not enough of his fans are showing up to the concert. And even when I read about this altercation they only said it was a blink 182 concert like they made no mention of little wayne being there at all which kind of lends credence to his which is why which is i'm sure why enzo was there yeah to see little Wayne, right (laughs) yeah of course and so you know according to joey janela he walked up to enzo and said hi i'm joey janela you want to fight don't know if he was joking probably was enzo didn't get the joke joey joey janela is a certified troll and a bona fide troll yeah. I mean, that is what he, he, he t- openly admits it. Yes. That's who he is. He picked the wrong time to troll, though, because it looked like Enzo was willing to fight him right there. And then we learned that Joey Janela has a mean moonwalk. He backed out of that quick. Yeah, he, he was wasted so fast. And he got away from that. Yeah. Apparently, Enzo's been training, too. He said he'd been training with, um. Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall. So. Who has a victory over CM Punk. So. Oh yeah! Um, oh, he did CM Punk dirty. Golf, yeah. golf's pretty good, um, but uh, it was pretty funny. Janela's tweets on it were pretty funny. The whole thing was pretty funny. To be honest. Yeah, no, no, it, no harm, no foul. No, no. I it mean, was, I, I feel like Janela needs to retire the bad boy gimmick, though. Yeah, the, he's not the bad boy. He's the troll. Honestly, and no one's done the gimmick of the troll in wrestling. I think. I think this is his. I think he, he has to do. Yo, it. Joey, someone at Joey Janela right now, 
and say that we said we are enjoying his work. Yes. His business needs to be that troll that he is. Being an internet troll should just be the whole character. He should put up videos trolling people. He should be tweeting during the shows and his tweets pop up on the screen. Yeah. Like, be an internet troll. Ret- retire the bad boy, though, because, like... Yeah, it, I don't know if the bad boy works right now. Definitely. After the video, you got to retire it. Um, But the troll? The troll will be fire, though. Super fire. And super right now. Um, In fact, you could do, like, a whole Finn Balor thing and dress up as a troll when you come out going to the rink. <laughs> yeah. Take it to a different level. But um, no, I am looking forward to seeing him and and Darby and everyone in that match. As Stephen A. would say, Darby Allen and them boys. <laughs> we see Joey Janela and them boys at AEW. Cody Rhodes and them boys. Yeah, who'd you do our impression of that I was dying early this week? Was Elvis. Elvis? Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> that was so not even an impression. All I did was uh, talk like this, baby. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know why that worked, why you liked it so much. I don't know. I'm easily impressed, I guess. I mean, this, this is a big show. This is a big week for me. I had the uh, Big Freddie Gibbs Mad Lib interview. Yeah. Which I was super excited about. That. that album is anyone who's, I really, I could not recommend that album more. Bandana. And then we interviewed the insane bagel store guy yesterday. <laughs> so before anyone else did. And he's was, the worst. <laughs> he is the worst human <laughs> being who's ever lived. He's the absolute worst. I actually tried to be empathetic and then afterwards I saw his YouTube videos and I was like, why did I try to be empathetic? You saved him too because he was about saved to, him. he was about to, he dug a grave and he was about to jump so deep into it. And, and I cut like, him off. Yeah, you were like, but you know what it was? So I, did, I, I actually feel bad that I saved him there. But the truth is the main reason I saved him was not that I pr- wanted to protect him. But I didn't want our interview to become a fight about racism. We do that every day on the show. Oh, like, he, he was happy to take it there. And though. he would have taken it there because he's clearly a racist. But I don't need to argue with an ignorant racist. I've done that a million times. I wanted to hear the angry short guy who's lost his mind. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that. You got that. And we got that. So I wanted to get that story. Whereas if he starts going off about immigrants, now I'm just going to have a, the same fight I've had with other idiots. I want to hear a different part of you your fight about psychology. Yes, yeah. I don't want to. I've done that. Like, let's hear what made you lose your mind in the bagel shop. So if you want to go watch that insanity, it's on YouTube. Also, too, too like definitely lies about his height. Oh, you don't think he's five? Hell no. Four ten, you think? Four eleven? Like four five? No, no, he Greg. He's so in, inside edition, right? They published a the video. I saw it. I saw it. But that interview was probably five ten. That interview was 5'2". No. Yes. That interviewer was not 5'2". That interviewer was 5'2". No, no. Who said yes. that? How do you know that? People have people have claimed that her height was 5'2". No, that, first of all, that's just... I, I, why are you putting me in the position of defending this insane person? <laughs> I, I, I'm not have, doing anything. I'm not doing anything. But no, no. I looked at her. She, we all were like... We all... I was... Ebro thought it was the tallest reporter he's ever seen. I was like, no. She's probably like 5'10". But she cannot be five two. Bro. We gotta we gotta find her and, and ask her how tall she was. I noticed she was wearing flats too, like out of respect, because she could have did them dirty and wore the heels. That would be that's just she would have like definitely been towering over her. That would have been unnecessary. But anyways, he's a psychotic lunatic and a bad lunatic and a bad guy. So okay, the car, rest of the cars. Yes, yeah, SoCal Uncensored, represented by Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Christopher Daniels is gonna be in their corner versus the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Junior and Ray Phoenix. Okay. A little, I'm little, into the Lucha Brothers. I know it's a little impact of that match. When I hear Kazarian and Christopher Daniels, I know that's bad because they're talented wrestlers, but it's such a long history of having seen them in me- meaningless stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not their fault. I, I mean, I get it. By the way, this card is not great. No, it's 
It's like a two match card. In two terms matches. of the big name, it's weird. Why is this a pay per view? <laughs> is this this should be BR Live again? It is. It's going to be on BR Live for free. Oh, it is. Yeah. Thank goodness. That's great. Okay, for BR Live, I'm cool with it. Yeah. No, they're not getting sixty dollars. Listen, uh, they're not getting sixty dollars out of me ever. Probably for anything. Probably for anything. I'm be I'm be one hundred. Well, you're honest. the physically cheap. I am the physically cheap, but also like I'm. First of all, WWE has me used to a certain price point. Second of all. They haven't even had weekly TV. So really, I'm just paying for these super cards that may or may not pan out with no storyline. I'm not hooked on anything yet. No. And and this is a great example of nothing in this. Well, no, that's not true. The, that six-man tag has something to do with the MJF, Joey Janela. Like, there's some connection. There's some story there. Yeah. But not enough. Like, it's, it's just weird. It's a weird time because they don't have weekly TVs. And I know I could go watch, and I should go watch... The YouTube videos that are like the lead up, you being know, the, the elite. What do you say? Being the elite. Yeah, I don't. Or, or the road to fight for the fallen or whatever. I tried getting into being the elite. It's not my thing. And I'm really, I'm praying to every god that the weekly TV show is not just being the elite on Turner. No, and you can just hear everyone go. Oh, trust me, this show's gonna be good. You know how I know? Because there's no writing. That that that's not necessarily a sign of something good. Um, but that said, I thought. Fighter Fest was better. I think they're on a good trajectory right now. So let's see. You yeah, know? No, I'm no, I would not pay money for this, but I will definitely watch on Saturday night for free. I will be tuned in. And I will probably be doing Evolve on one screen and AW on the other. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Are you going to be in town or are you going to, going I'm to going Philly? I'm going back to Philly, yeah. Okay. Um, it's, a good, it's a good wrestling weekend. I mean, speaking of which, let's get to the pay-per-view. Um, Extreme, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. Um, Hopefully, I'm assuming Sam will be back on the kickoff show, and they will not be doing what they did last time, which was having Charlie and Coach co-hosting it, which to me, this is not about a diss to Coach or Charlie. That's a waste of a seat. Why do you need? Why would you want two hosts there? Yeah. You know? Um, you know I don't know if they realize me and Sam are good. There, there's something we bring to those shows that are not no, I there otherwise. I don't know if they realize I really don't know that they realized that like there was actual in we were an analyzing within the realm of WWE but by also hinting at things that are being said in the real world. Yeah. And it's a very nuanced Which is thing why to they do. needed you there too. Which is why, you know, me and Sam I think bring a lot to the table there, but um I hope Sam's back on this time cuz it's just I having to having coach and Charlie have one or the others. Ro- rotate them. Um but you know, it's interesting. Cause I think about it, I think everyone they had last time was some type of WWE full-time employee. Full-time employee. Cause who was it? it was Coach Charlie Otonga. Booker Otonga. I think David's still, I think, I don't know this, I'm not basing this on a conversation with him. I think he's still a contracted employee. And Booker is too, I think. And you know Charlie and Coach are. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'm paid per appearance. I'm not an employee of WWE, I never was. They can still use me right now the same way they used me then. It's just being like, hey, here's the check come through right so i don't know if that's a factor but i think you could certainly use the voice of analysis that sammy brings anyways uh all right so what do we have sgj the revival versus the usos tag team match for the raw tag team championships i don't care about this story um but it will be a great wrestling match and guess what the usos are great on every pay-per-view so 
Yeah, I hate that I agree with you, but... I hate that the Usos are now on Raw, and I don't care about their story. That yeah. sucks, because we were excited about the Usos being on Raw. That is a great example of a, of, a, of a job not being well done on Raw, that we don't care about what the Usos are doing. Yeah, because best tag team in the world, easily. Well, them and New Day. Um, <coughs> yeah, but they're, they're, the, they're number one, I think. Um, and they're, te- they're and they can tell great stories, cut great promos. In wor- in ring works great. Look is awesome. They're they the coolest. The total package. Right they're now. the coolest dudes. They're straight up the coolest dudes. Period. They may be the coolest dudes in wrestling, <laughs> in real life. Like yeah, yeah. They are the cool. Like those dudes right there. I don't. I don't care if these are dudes who are my age or younger. And I am telling you, they are friggin' just cool ass people. Man. I'll, I'll give you that. And it's not even. They're not. Um, they don't try to be tough guys. That they, they're they're the nicest. What up, Oos? That that is them in real life constantly. <laughs> What's good, Oos? They are the nicest friggin'. They they try. They're the 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 anti tryhard. There's so many tryhards in the world. Turn on the ESPYS. See Odell Beckham Jr. wearing a weird dentist. Yeah, I don't know what napkin. The What's the thing they put on you at the dentist? The, the little bib, bib. The little bib. The weird burlap dentist bib. Odell. You talk about a tryhard, and Odell's a nice guy, but he's not cool naturally. He's a tryhard. He's a freak athlete, so he's cool because he's a freak athlete. But his actual being cool game is a, a persona. Um, I'm not going to name names in the hip hop world. There are too many of them. Some of the most popular who are not naturally cool people. They have to work at it, a brand. There are some that are cool, right? Like right. the Usos are guys that are so easy to sell because who they are and their personality as people is just the real deal. So it's a shame that we don't care about them in the Revival, who are great wrestlers also. Yes, and but like you said, though, it is going to turn up a great match. Yes, but. it'll be something we enjoy. You think it'll be end up being kickoff show, though? I don't know. I hope not. I guess we'll see at the end of the card here how much we got. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley, last man standing. You know, curious to what you think, SGG. Um, missed opportunity for how big a deal two weeks ago was and what it felt like this week. Because, not that they didn't focus on it, but because Raw stunk this week. To me, Raw was a big step backwards. Two weeks ago was like, oh, here we go. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow baby. Welcome to the Heyman era, baby. And then this week I was like, it just felt like Raw again. Yeah, I mean. I'll still be interested in this match to some degree. But also, can you ever top what happened on Raw two weeks ago? No, I don't think they can. I think they're going to try, though. And that's why I'm interested in this match because. Yeah, it's a good point. They got to um, do something, right? Yeah, like if that was in the setup, then they're going to go crazy. And and they did everything, too, to make. Like, Braun is the monster among men. We watched him destroy buildings for a year and then they did everything they could to make Bobby Lashley look like his equal like Bobby Lashley is the one that walked away from that chaotic scene two weeks ago so I'm looking forward to it um I you assume Strowman goes over here right yeah but I mean it's not going to be a cakewalk no 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 no. I mean I think the way I think the way Lashley is generally booked in terms of wins and losses is fine he is treated like Listen, a real threat. He's treated like a real threat, but he also doesn't have it, and you know that. Right. Well, they took it away from him. Where is Leo Rush? Well, that, okay. I was about to say, the only it that he had was someone else. Yeah. Where um, Where is Leo Rush? Like, Well, I. you know what? The Leo st- story sounds like a very interesting one. 
you know, it's one of those ones I, I can't tell who the, who's the party at fault in the Leo Rush WWE story. I can't. And Leo's a kid, so I really can't call it. Love the, in my interactions with him, I have nothing but good things to say about Leo. I also didn't see anything about what happened supposedly in their story. And when you're dealing with someone who moves up as quickly as that he did and got a microphone and did well that quickly, I'll just say this. Um, WWE could be totally at fault or Leo could have done something that many people have done before him, which is get gas very, very quickly. I have no idea what the truth is though. Yeah, but based on what he was delivering, no, I feel like it's one of those you make well, it I wish work. Well, I wish you'd find a way to make it work because yeah. I do think he was really good. And he gives you not only a great stick for uh, Lashley, but someone who could get his ass kicked for Lashley too. Yeah. So he's missed. He's definitely missed, I, I think, uh, with Lashley. Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the U.S. Championship. This will be a very good wrestling match. That is a fact. The physically congested is new level today, man. Yeah, no, I told you, man. I, listen, today is better than yesterday. I'll tell you that. You don't sound bad. You just, the cough sounds bad. Yeah. But on mic, you sound, and I might have to disinfect this microphone now. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't even be offended if you did it right now. What but do don't, I? Don't, because I'm just going to get it. Yeah, do it again. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know how to disinfect it. I got to remember what it is. There's got to be like a Lysol something around here. Like, I have, um, well, all I have is, uh, whatchamacallit. Listen, whatchamacallit works. <laughs> what's the spray everyone has? On, What's the what's the freshener spray everyone has? Febreze. Is All it, I have is Febreze. Febreze might work, man. Does Febreze, does Febreze have distance? Let me take a look I right don't now. Think it Keep does. talking about this match. I'm gonna go check. <coughs> AJ Styles versus Ricochet. So you know Monday night, the club they sort of posed a threat to Ricochet. If they show up at ringside, and if they're around again, and Ricochet has to worry about the three of them, then I do think Ricochet is going to. Have a problem. Not so much of a problem that it cost him his championship, but definitely um, it's going to impact the quality of the match. Now, if they just let AJ and Ricochet go one-on-one and do their thing, then I don't think the club will be able to, you know, get in and disrupt the match too much to the point where it drops the quality. <laughs> oh, God. Greg. Oh, no. This is People are going to start getting sick now at home. Yeah, people are going to be emailing us talking about they got ear infections from listening to this podcast this week. Yo, fam, I'm about to give you this mic. You're about to walk out with a new microphone. <laughs> oh, my God. Which I think would be fair to give you if you you need to get a recorder anyway. I do. I do. So you'd be lit. Um, first <laughs> so, of all, it looks I'm like so sorry. it looks like Febreze only does uh, odor. And you don't stink. There's, You're no, just there's no odor there's on no this. Stink. There's no odor on this. Um Ricochet AJ. And what do I want to see from Ricochet AJ? What do you want to see? Because let's be honest, we don't just want to see them have a great wrestling match. We want to see a story continue to develop here. Well, this is Extreme Rules, too. So, like, It's an Extreme Rules match? No, no. This is the pay-per-view what, is Extreme What rules. is the match, though? It's just a title match. It's just There's no simple, stip for them? Just a simple title no match. No stipulation? No. Which is fine, though. They don't need it. They're both talented enough that they don't need it. But I, I want the club to stay out of it as much as possible. Let them just go. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I do want to see the club further. I want to see more people get added to the club. I want to see. I want to see one specific person get added to the club. Who would that be? Actually? Finn Balor. I think Finn could use that too. Although, boy, it was nice to see Finn and Shinsuke Nakamura on TV this week. Yo, Shinsuke is back. Yo, I thought Peter Rosenberg was about to walk out next. Shinsuke is back. Yeah. Um, and it's time because this is he has to get his last run in. I love that. Like he just kept trying to get the count out victory, and then when that didn't work, 
he just took Finn's head off and just like took the pin. Yeah, let's hope that they continue a build with uh, with old with with old Shin. Um, what was going to say? Uh, so I will go with. Oh, do I think Ricochet or AJ is going over though? AJ doesn't need it, but also AJ doesn't need anything. AJ is so good. It, to me, it really never matters. But it does also, help for the club to like yeah boost up for the, I'll go, the I'll snatch go, title. I'll go AJ for that regard for that reason. I'm gonna go Ricochet just because. I don't think AJ needs it, but this one is definitely a 50 Also, I'd like to say, I think Ricochet's abs are too much. Tone it down a notch. Not as bad as Finn's, though. Both of them, we need to just... Yo, they but, just need to split a pizza and just make... like. Yeah, he, he, and I'm not even kidding. I will say this. As someone who's never had abs and is certainly jealous of anyone who does. Same. I, I, both of us. Both of us. Yeah. I still want to say, though, I'm being serious, particularly Ricochet, but Finn, too ricochets are like literally pointy to the point that it almost looks weird yeah it's a it's an unhealthy amount of abs like you could tone down one yeah. notch i'm trying to think who do i you know okay perfect abs well this is a really questionable conversation um but i would say the best male abs in like all time of wrestling history? In, right now that i that just pop into my head immediately okay. I, i'm sure if i keep thinking i could think of more okay dolph yeah, Dolph has tremendous, and it's not over. It, he's ripped. It's not too he's much. It's sh- like right at the line. He's shredded, I should say. He's yeah. really shredded, but it's not Ricochet. Literally, you look at him like it doesn't even look human. Right, it's slightly weird. Um, yes, that is me, an overweight, five foot eight, <laughs> non-athlete, telling an athlete to look less good. Um, best, best female, best woman's abs in the company. Hmm. Hmm. Who has like ripped abs these days? None of them though have ripped abs. Yeah, I mean they all cover up though too. You can't really see. Uh, Alexa Bliss shows abs some and looks good, but she's not like ripped. That's not right. like her thing. Does um, she win by default? Because who else shows abs? Bailey. Bailey does, but Bailey doesn't have like defined abs. She has like a nice normal looking stomach, but she doesn't like, have abs that are. Worked. That are like ricochet ripped. No, no one has. <laughs> you don't need that. Again, you just don't. Need no, it. yeah, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Um, anyways, I think the winner would be the entire WWE women's locker room for having better abs than both of us. Ever. Yeah, easily and and forever too. I'm never jumping in that race. Like, uh, who do you think has the best abs in the Jew World Order? Probably Dip. Dip's never done a. Dip has never. Dip may have never done a, a setup. A setup in his life. Either dip, I'm, I'm gonna go Goldstein. I'm gonna go Goldstein too. Either Dip or Goldstein. It's definitely not me. Like I'm out. Wait, no, no, you were. You, I don't even. I'm not even on the podium. No, you and I are both out. We're, we left before it started. <laughs> I be? think Zach is not even showing up to the building. <laughs> who, who who hits the podium? And no Andrew pers- Goldstein. Goldstein. Dip and Shoemaker are on the podium, and the rest of us. And 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 both Shoemaker and Dip are just there for being thin. Andrew, yes. I know at least like works out somewhat. So Andrew, Andrew's been in good shape recently. I think he's gold medal. He's gold medal. Andrew's the gold as, medalist. As sh- as sh- Andrew as Goldstein sh- is the is the yeah. Jew World Order Ab gold medalist. Um. All right. Next match, SGG. Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Hmm. Well, let me start here. This should be a very good match. Oh, absolutely. Um, story kind of popped up out of nowhere. 
and I have not been really into the Aleister Black character they've been building. I don't understand it yet. The guy backstage just trying to challenge people to step yeah, to Yeah, and just saying weird things I don't quite follow. Like the way it's lit, <laughs> like the way it almost feels like I But as Wade Keller, I, I said that to Wade, and Wade said he, he feels like he doesn't have to know who he is yet. We'll find out. And I thought it was a fair point. Um, they already introduced him, too, though. That's the weird part. Like, well, this is, this we is their attempt to is. re-up. This yeah. is their attempt to start over again. Um, I think Alistair will go over. I think they'll have a great match. I can't say I'm like, X. no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'll say that. Yeah, I think they're going to have a great match, too. And Cesaro, like, as much as Alistair needs this to establish himself, Cesaro needs us to establish himself as well as a singles competitor because what he just needs is a great match though. Even if he doesn't go over, if they just have a great match and they want to do it again, it's the beginning of something. Yeah, that could be enough for Cesaro too. Which they will, which they will, because Cesaro like he he can pull him out of out of thin air. Oh yeah, I mean, he's awesome. He's Cesaro. It's the king of swing. <laughs> oh yeah, you think Cesaro? You think Alistair Black is getting a swag on Sunday? Yes, and I think he'll then win. Okay, that's that's fair. Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Otis is so damn entertaining. I uh, love Otis. Otis is he's the Chris Farley of WWE. I I am, I absolutely love Otis, and I, I hate to say this because you know I watched a video that dot <clears throat> com did afterwards. Tucker's charismatic too. So, but like he is, it's almost like a big boy. Andre 3000 situation. Yeah. Where you don't get to really even appreciate what he's capable of because he's standing next to a guy who takes up so much light. Yes. And like, I didn't realize. At least they didn't pull a Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville and blur him when they show, um, <laughs> Otis. Yeah. So he could be worse. But yeah, like, I, I'm into heavy machinery and Otis, I, I, I don't want to prematurely say this about splitting them up, but I think that if he ever does become a single star, him as a heel could go like straight to the top. He has it all. But as far as this match, though, I think it's going to be Brian and Rowan retaining. And, and I will say this too: Can we get Rowan some matching gear, please? I like, I hate this. He doesn't even have a t-shirt. He just wears random shirts every week, which I'm cool with. But there needs to be a, a, a rhythm, something, something. I'm begging you, please make your tag team champs look like a team, not like two dudes who met in the parking lot it's and new day the titles out of the trash. It's new day time. It's new day. I'll take. I'll take it. At least they have. A, at least they have gear. You know what? And you know what? Maybe they should take it just so they can touch the tips, like Biggie said. Excuse me. So they can what? Touch the tips. I don't. I'm not totally comfortable with that. The tips of their championships. Got the ti- it. Yeah. Got title it. tips. Okay, sure. Real quick. What's going on, y'all? It's WWE superstar Kofi Kingston, and you're in the house with real light with Peter Rosenberg, baby. I just feel like I'd ever play these and our audience would enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. Who else do I have here from WWE history? Is there a Roman in there? Oh, sure. Roman. Let's see what he said. I think it's pretty boring. Oh, no. Don't you, don't you dare. This is Roman Reigns. I'm here with my man Peter Rosenberg on Real Late Hot 97. Fantastic. You love it. <laughs> Amazing. Let's see how this guy did. Uh... I never know whether people are going to be amused by this stuff or think I'm an idiot, but let's just play it anyway. Uh, let's see. Hello, I am Elias, and you are listening to Hot 97, New York's number one hip-hop station with Peter Rosenberg. It is late at night, and the entire studio here knows what the rest of the world knows, 
and that's that WWE stands for walk, uh, <laughs> he had to with do it. Elias. Yeah. Speaking of having, <laughs> speaking of having to do their their gimmick. What's up? It's the most must see WWE superstar of all time, The Miz, and you're listening to Real Late with some nerd named Rosenberg. Oh. Either way, it is awesome. <laughs> Uh, I should have been getting these forever, man. I could have so many. Yeah, you had like, like everybody stop up, dude. I, I don't have, I don't have Hogan, Brett, Jericho, Punk. Do I have Punk? You think? Oh, wait, Vince- wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. You think Vince would have done one for you? If if I'd asked him at the time, but hold on, I forgot. Hey everybody, this is WWE Champion CM Punk, Straight Edge Superstar CM Punk. I'm the man. Actually, I'm with the man right now, Peter Rosenberg on Hot 97. That's better. Yeah. He's he's casual. He had just won the title, hence the uh, yelling. Um, Hold on. Oh, I know one. God, I have more of these than I remember. Um, How about this? Hey everybody, SmackDown Live General Manager Daniel Bryan here hanging out with Rosenberg at Rosenberg Radio. Do you want to hear him play music? Yes! Do you want to hear him talk about wrestling? Yes! Do you want to hear him talk about anything else in general? No! Oh. <laughs> oh, who am I forgetting? Anyone else you can think of? SGG. Shawn Michaels. No, there's no HPK. I definitely never got an HPK, which is a shame. Uh, I should have these... Um. Trying to think who else has been up there. Oh, hold on. Jim Ross? No, I don't have that. How about this? I have a couple of these. Hey, this is the Nature Boy Ric Flair in the Big Apple hanging out with my buddy, my main man, Peter Rosenberg. We are rocking it out today. As a matter of fact, we're going to rock it out all day today and all night tonight. Remember, I am a kiss-stealing Wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. And over the course of this weekend, we're going to kiss so many women in New York and make them cry. <laughs> woo! <laughs> Peter Rosenberg, the Nate. Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> that was the best one. I don't think you could get better than that. Uh, really? Let's see. Let's see if his, um, let's see if his daughter could do the same. Hmm. Hey, you guys, this is your Divas champion. Charlotte to beat a woman. You gotta beat the woman. I'm with my boy Rosenberg. Real late, hot ninety seven. Tell them what time it is. <laughs> they don't have this. They do not have it's this. It's no longer the Divas Revolution, it's the Woo Revolution. Hold that <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. No, not bad. It starts out a little nervous, but she ends up getting there. I think she could do I think she would kill it now though if you, if she was in that same situation today. Yeah, I think she's she's come a long way since then. That was literally that was probably when she first started kind of talking in uh, in any way. And you could tell like she didn't want to be Ric Flair's daughter too much. Like you want to lead into too much of that. I it says I have a sting drop, but it's the musician's sting. You should have played to see if anybody knew the difference. <laughs> you should have introduced it as a steak drop to see if anybody realized. Alright, what's the next match? If I find any more, if I remember any more, I will play it. Drew Gulak versus Tony Nice. Oh, let me get my Tony Nice drop. For the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, 
The winner in that match will be a slice of pizza. I'm just kidding. Tony Nese has ridiculous abs too. By the way, it's great. It's a great point out of USG. Get him. Get him in on that same. This has become the episode about manalizing. We were doing a lot of manalizing today. It's a good point. Um, who do you think's gonna win? Gulak. He just got it. No, no read to take it off him. And he's from Philly. Kensington, which is, I guess, not really Philly, but close enough. Oh. What's up? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. I'm here in New York because I got work to do. I got to do my most favorite thing. Wait for this. SummerSlam. Beat up John Cena. (laughs) Yeah, and now you can listen to Peter Rosenberg on Hot 97. I forgot about that. Beat up John Cena. That was my favorite. You remember Beat Up John Cena? That was my favorite version of AJ Styles. Was Beat Up John Cena? Yeah. He was mage. And that was the club, too. It was uh, Styles, Gallows, and Anderson. Plus, I have all these old, uh, I have all these old drops from my college radio show. Some of these you probably don't want to. <laughs> you may not want to hear. Uh, what's next? Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship handicap match. <coughs> mm. If Nikki Cross said Alexa Bliss win, they'll be co. SmackDown Women's Champions. I do. I do sort of like that. I like that too. I like when they cool did it. I like when they cut the title in half and like sort of shared it. Um. Well, I can't see Alexa Bliss doing a lot this weekend. Um, based on the fact that she missed Raw and has been sick, but I believe that that's going to happen. I believe they're going to take the titles because that's the story. The story is Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um. But honestly. They could they, they, they go where Bailey said it was going to go, where Nikki Cross costs them the match, and then Alexa Bliss blames her. That could, does that mean not as much without the title? That could happen. Oh, Greg, you're getting worse. Yeah, like we got to wrap this up. You're, I, I'm worried. You're we, lo- got, we got three matches. You're costing us listeners. I'm, call, I'm losing my life back here. We got three more matches, and then we could. I mean, I'm worried about you, but I'm more worried about the listeners. Okay, keep going. This is this is this. The title episode should be this is Repug. And as they like, oh no! I think it'll just be called the physically con- congested. Yes, yeah, something just just to give people a warning of what's what's going to happen. I'm falling apart. Yeah, you are a disaster. <laughs> the Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. No holds barred tag team match. How do you feel about the tag team name, the Graveyard Dogs? If they were a real tag team, it's not like awful. That's not my. I mean, it's better than Jarrah Show. It is better. Than- <coughs> oh God, you can't get through one sentence anymore. All right, guys, um, I got to get this guy out of my house. R.I.P. to me. Yeah, you yeah do- you're the graveyard dog. <laughs> I am. Oh my God, disaster, bro. Um, oh my God. Oh, it's uh, that was the ghost of Chris Jericho. Got tired of me slandering him. He came at me. I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, pick Roman Reigns, the Roman Reigns led team to win. Yes, I'm going to go with the Graveyard Dogs as well. The WWE old. Championship match, Kofi Kicks did Samoa Joe. I need a Samoa Joe drop. I need to ask Joe for that. Um, Kofi Kingston. And I think we will soon get what we want. We are soon going to get Brock Lesnar chasing Kofi Kingston. I don't think Brock and Seth is... I, don't, I think they're going to figure out that's not the move. 
Would Heyman do that though, being that he's running Raw? Like, it'd work Tuesdays? Give himself more work? Oh, under Eric Bischoff? Yeah, like that? yeah, I think, I don't think he'd mind that. Uh, being on air more there and actually would be kind of nice. It would separate his jobs. He can handle running the show Monday and then just being a character on Tuesday. And by that's the way, does it matter what show they're on? Point. It doesn't even, the shows don't even matter. Does they, yeah, that's two, two good points. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Samoa Joe, uh, loses, takes a lot out of Kofi after the match. Cash in happens. <coughs> Brock cashes in. I'm gonna agree with that. You liked it? I like it. Thank you. That's my, that's my thought. Last chance, winners take all, mixed tag team extreme rules match for both the WWE Universal Championship and the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. By the way, this match should not go on last. I don't think it will. It should be second to last. It might, but I don't think it will. It should be Kofi and Joe last, but it probably won't be. But it's Seth and Becky versus Barry. Or put the Graveyard Dogs. They'll they'll be last, right? The Graveyard Dogs? Yeah, Yeah, the Graveyard Dogs should be last, actually. Are we really going with Graveyard Dogs? <laughs> yeah, they put, they put a shirt out. Yeah, once there's a shirt, you already know. Um, yeah, I don't see Becky and Seth losing the titles to Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. I'm sorry. Okay, but do you see this? Talk to me. Because it is uh, an Extreme Rules match, do you see Baron Corbin putting his hands on Becky Lynch at some point in the match? No. No. Uh, Hand, like actually hitting her or just like he grabs her for a second and gets knocked down maybe he grabs her for a second and gets knocked down is what's I gonna happen see, i could see that i would like to see him hit her with the end of days that would be tight i mean he could do end of days for me the line in wrestling with men and women is you just don't want to see a man hit a woman that is just a bad idea I think a man <laughs> that's fair. But I think a man hitting like a, a wrestling move, like a finish like that on a woman is fine. We all know what this is. It's so, it's not real. It's not acceptable for anyone to do these things. Yeah, right, so like exactly. the the imagery, the imagery of a man just like hitting a woman is just imagery you don't want to see and would make you feel icky. But him hitting end of days, I, I I'm sorry, I, I've been, I may be unpopular. I would have no problem with it. On Black and I'll say when they said that uh, Brock Lesnar should hit Becky with a German suplex, is that too far or is that no? That's fine too. That's fine. Too. I I would want to see that too. I want to see them mix it up. I think they could because and shout out to Black and I'll table. I agree. I, I'm fine with seeing that. That's such a wrestling move. Seth Rollins curb stopping Lacey Evans too much. That would be too far. Too much. Okay. That would be you walked right up to the line. <laughs> Listen, stepped I, right on over. I just want to know where it was. And also, Seth's a baby face, so it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. Now, we've gotten to the end of the card. I didn't get to any mail today. I'm, I, I assume we, you want to do black. I think we should skip out black power. Yeah, rankings, no, I can't handle Let's not do a segment. a segment that's all gray. Yeah, no. We'll bring that back next week. And also, I would like to say uh, it is official. Well, it is almost official. No, no, no. I'll say it's it. close to official. No, it's official. It's official that it's happening. The details, I will announce the details next week. But mark it on your calendar. SummerSlam Sunday, that day, just before SummerSlam, we will be doing a live podcast. We will not make it a SummerSlam preview, so the podcast will still be good for people to listen to. But we are doing it in New York City. It's going to be a $20 ticket. Um, it's going to be intimate, probably like 100 to 150 seats. And then the venue that we're doing at is going to show SummerSlam afterwards. So you will get to um, see the live podcast 
hang out with us and watch SummerSlam afterwards, take pictures, do whatever. Probably a $20 ticket, and I'm guessing a one-drink minimum they'll probably do. But, I mean, you're going to come there and watch the whole pay-per-view too. So so you're probably going to go through water. And drink. if you don't drink, you could get a soda or food or whatever you want. Um, it's delicious a, chicken. It, delicious chicken. It will be a sports bar. So have some delicious – yo, if people don't come up to you and ask to take a picture holding delicious chicken, it's a missed opportunity. Don't just hold it. Like you, you, you bring me chicken, I will take a picture with you. <laughs> and you, will you eat the chicken in the picture? I won't, eat it. I won't eat it in the picture, but immediately like, after the picture. Yeah, yeah. I got it, of course. Show some respect for God's sake. This chicken will get you a picture, though. <laughs> um, so please uh, keep your ears open and watch the Instagram, Rosenberg Radio, at Stack Guy Greg. We'll give you all the information in a week because um, we still have a month uh, from till SummerSlam. Yeah. So it's very early this Just year. Just over. So SGG, do me a favor. Uh, I'm going to try not to die. Yeah, yeah I'm not I, even going to tell you to stay mage no. or enjoy yourself. I will tell you to take it easy, man. I, I'm going to. I plan on that. And get better this weekend. And um, everyone, enjoy the uh, enjoy yourselves this weekend watching all the great, hopefully great wrestling. And uh, remember. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Uh, good cough right at the end, Greg. Before we get out of here on Cheap Heat this week, uh, we've talked a lot about what's going on this weekend uh, with Evolve 131, the 10th anniversary, and the fact that it's airing on the WWE Network, big moment. So who better to talk to than the head honcho, the VKM of Evolve, Gabe Sapolsky. How are you, Gabe? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. That was funny. Uh, no, dude. Um, t- tell me a little bit about your feelings about just, – just first, aside from everything else, just what the 10-year anniversary means to you. I mean, it means a great deal, um, just being able to persevere and, and kind of survive and do all the different things we've done over the last 10 years. You know, Evolve as a promotion has, has always evolved. We've kind of gone through a lot of different phrase, phases, and we've seen a lot of great talent come through us. So, um, and there's been a, a, you know, a lot of times where it looked like it was coming to an end. So just the fact that we're here today and, and we've been recognized by WWE and we get that opportunity, that, that means everything to us. Now, some people are discussing the the opportunity almost as if Evolve is now a a WWE brand. Can you clarify what the relationship is between Evolve and WWE and how it works? We're an independent wrestling promotion, so WWE is is obviously a, a partner with us, and I don't know where things are going to grow and develop from here. You know, it's, it started slowly. This has all been baby steps since 2016, and um, but like right now, we are an independent promotion, and um, th- that's why this is so special in the store to us as well is the fact that that we're the first independent wrestling promotion to go live on the WWE Network. We're the first outside brand. To go live on WWE Network. I mean, I mean that's that's the thing that as a locker room we're all most proud of. Uh, how long have you had this date? Did this date exist before AEW had their date for this weekend? Oh yeah, um, we booked this date actually back in February, I think it was, because we wanted to announce it in uh, or March because we wanted to announce it in uh, on WrestleMania weekend because we do our big uh, WWN Live Experience thing there. So um, you know, at the time um, we we had the WWE relationship where we were able to get WWE talent. So like we knew running the arena, which is where the first Dragon Gate USA show was ten years ago, which is what morphed into Evolve. Um, to run a building like the 2300 Arena in South Philly, we needed extra talent. So we even had the talent booked like back in March because we weren't going to book the the arena without the without the talent to, to draw for. And um, you know, just uh, everything kind of fell together for the show because 2300 Arena is just tailored made, you know, for for TV. It's it's built for that for that and then um wwe has the pay-per-view the next night in, in philadelphia uh, right down the street 
So, you know, kind of everyone's already in town and everything. So, um, every, everything just kind of fell together for this. And, and, you know, unfortunately, there's other shows. There's always going to be other shows. But, you know, it's, it's a local event for charity. So we, uh, you know, we got to do our thing too. You know, this is a huge opportunity for us. Well, does it, does it, I mean, let, let's be honest too. Does it excite you? I mean, to me, I really am taking a different spin on this whole thing. And I, I, you and I don't know each other until today. Uh, so I don't know where you stand on this stuff, but I'll just give you my opinion. I believe that this weekend has the opportunity to be a big win for all three wrestling companies that we're discussing. WWE, uh, Evolve and AEW. Um, you know, I, this is why I think there's excitement in the wrestling business right now is because competition can breed new decision making and as a result, new exposure for talent. And I think Evolve ends up being a great beneficiary this weekend. I, I just don't see I don't see a loser this weekend. How do you see things? I, I, I agree as far as not seeing a loser. I, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years now. I started back in ECW in 1993. And the, the greatest year, even up until this point, is really like 1998, 1999, mm-hmm. when ECW, WCW, and WWE were, were all at their hottest. Um, you know, the, the tides all rise together. So, so I agree. You know, I'm not looking at this, uh, I'm focused on our show. I'm not looking at, you know, this as a competition or, or anything like that. We're, we're given this, this huge opportunity right now by, by WWE and we're going to have all this, a whole new talent roster and a whole new brand of wrestling, you know, going out to what is it? 1.5 or 2 million subscribers, however many it is. So we're going to make the most of that. And, and I've, I've made it this long and this far by running a marathon. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to win July 13th, if that's a thing. I'm, I'm trying to establish a new brand here and something for, for fans to get excited about and, and a platform for talent to really evolve their career. That's, that's what we're about. We're about giving that stage for them to evolve their careers. And that's what, that's what uh, Saturday night's all about. What could a realistic, and by the way, and first of all, you deserve a lot of credit for that because what you guys are doing right now, uh, the product is fantastic and it, it's, it's an important product to exist, um, in the landscape of wrestling, uh, in the U.S. What, what is the ultimate, like what for you would be the ultimate goal that could potentially happen with Evolve? Um, uh, so that, that's, that's an interesting question because I never really set a goal on where I want things to go. You just kind of, as a business, it's a very up and down business, you know, it's on the independent level. Now a guy like Triple H, you know, who I work for at, at WWE, he, he has a long-term vision and he has a plan and he has a way to get there and, and, um, he executes for, for something on the, on the independent level. You kind of just kind of ride, ride the wave and see where things go. So right now, you know, I'm, I'm no, not trying fair, to no. take uh, giant leaps or anything. Everything's always baby steps and we want to make an impression. We're going to leave our hearts in the 2300 arena on Saturday night. We're going to show the nope. world on the WWE network what our crew is capable of and what Evolve is. And you're going to be able to watch these careers evolve. And that's, that's to me the next step. And that'll always be the next step. Well, Gabe, we are looking forward to seeing it. It's this Saturday night on the WWE Network, Evolve 131, the 10th anniversary, and we will follow up with you at some point to uh, see where things are at. Appreciate you making some time, dude. Thank you very much. All right, Gabe, take care. Thanks. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening at this Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup. 
to stand in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch. Mitch.